and welcome back to Try Not To Die. I'm your DM, your draconic masher, Noah Perito, and I'm here with our lone hero. Lisa Condemi, a.k.a. Gorgonzola, slayer of kobolds and payer of cruel tolls. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, a factual statement about the previous episode. Thank you. Which... I forced you to pay that toll. I need your praise and admiration. <laughs> of course, you know, that is how this podcast Wait works. For it all week. I give feedback and <laughs> it makes you live another week. All right, well, everyone finish peeing and get inside the dome. <laughs> it's time for the all recap. Right, Last time, our hero and her dwarven ally began their journey into the mountain with a magical surprise, the latter having accidentally summoned some protective motes of light. Again, not wanting to upset her guide immediately after leaving, Zola maintained faux ignorance so Erza could maintain her pride, and the two began their journey through the mountains. It's a delicate dance we're doing. A delicate it's dance. A delicate social dance. <laughs> of one person being somehow even more secure, insecure than a teen. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, their first stop was a small enclave Erza had set up. There, the dwarf took the time to cast Leoman's tiny hut so they could be safe from intruders and the elements, while Zola took a moment to pee, aka talk to the shard and cast a spell to hide its magical aura from divination. I got the unshard now. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Re- <laughs> yes. Okay. Remember that, you know, for the first time in D&D history on this podcast, we described a bathroom sequence. <laughs> um, after convincing the shard to let her suss out Ertz's disposition before revealing them, Zola attempted to call Marfin and Smite, but much to her surprise and horror, neither responded. Returning to the dome, Ertza and her began to chat, the dwarf revealing more about the war between dwarves and dragons. Long ago, the dwarves were united against their draconic forces until a number of the first families were tempted by dark powers, leading to a civil war that spelled doom for her ancestor, one of the leaders. He had been given a powerful hammer, Begerensfort, but during this civil war ended up lost and their family was accused of siding with the Duragar. Tired and eager to end a vulnerable conversation, Erza turned over to sleep while Zola completed her homework, fretting over what was going on south of her current adventure. The next day came and the group rose to begin their march, heading through the winding caverns to eventually arrive at an opening to the surface, a portion of their travels where the path cut along a cliffside looking out onto the vast Ouroboros mountains around them. While they took a moment to appreciate the view, Zola suddenly spotted a number of white-scaled kobolds hiding amongst the snow, preparing an ambush. Their leader, Lizard Nimoy, demanded that they, <laughs> they either pay with their blood or their gold. And though it seemed like they were going to fight, Zola used Charm Person and managed to ease the tension. They were able to pay off the kobold with only 30 copper, thank you, Charm Person, before the two <laughs> bolted back into the caverns, hopeful to avoid the consequences of their tricks. Not long after, they found another cavern to rest in, and the group prepared for another night of the mountains. Unfortunately for them, a scout of Lizard Nimoy managed to track them to their location. Though they tried to finish the little monster quickly, he was joined by the rest of the kobolds led by Lizard Nimoy, and they were forced into combat. They managed to destroy the kobolds with ease, ending Lizard Nemo's. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, destroy. Destroy. What do you call a bunch of splattered <laughs> creatures? I oh, was destroyed. Oh, man. Uh, they managed to end Lizard Nemo's reign over this small raiding party, but unfortunately, they were unable to stop a few from scurrying away to alert their superiors. And that is where we are right now. Zola. You and Erza have left the scene of this carnage to find a new location to rest. Uh, why don't you give me a survival check with advantage because Erza is helping. Okay. That was weird. Uh, you know, it's not as weird as you think if you if you go on these journeys. Uh, a nat 20! 
20. A nat 20. The dice that you got me for Christmas. Oh, is that like the first big roll? That's the first on-air roll of these dice for sure. Yeah, it's the first time I've used Zone Trenton. Oh, die. my God. Got oh, em. so cool. Oh, right. Um, so in literally no time at all. You just take like a few right turns and <laughs> you enter into oh, this. another much, enclave. Yeah, this much more tolerable temperature um, cavern. It's There does seem to be some like exposed... Um, like it's it's a much larger cavern. There's some crags of rocks, and you do see in like the far corner there looks like a hole in the wall that kind of curves, and some lava flow is like bubbling wow. through it. But it it's is kind of like mood lighting in here, Erza. Have yeah. I mentioned to you that I love interior design? Oh, you will love this idea that I've been toying with. It's called a lava lamp, and you basically just take some lava and put it into yeah, a lamp. Yeah. Yeah. How are we gonna get lava in there? You know, probably some sort of. We'll think about it yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah, you're the you. You've got some spells. You understand magic, right? I kind of dropped out, so you would be better at crafting. I think a spell we could patent the lava lamp and really move forward as a team. I think that that might be the first thing we agree on. Fully. Easy. I'll just take that 250 gold out of, you know, our startup costs and... This would be a different fund. Why don't I set up the <laughs> dome? <laughs> um, and she turns and pulls out this little uh, crystal bead and again summons the tiny hut once more. Um, and the two of you enter in and kind of set up for your long rest. Um, you see um, very quickly... It's uh, kind of pins a little piton into the ceiling of the dome, kind of like inserting it there, um, and still in f- f- kind of flutters and hangs underneath it. So cute! I figured it was kind of weird to have him kind of crawling up the walls of the hut, so... It's a little strange. It's a little strange. And if we need a nightlight, you could put one of your orbs, like, in his mouth or something. Still in obediently, op- just uh, <laughs> just wide bat mouth with a bunch of fangs. Um, really is- wish I had a small light to put in there. <laughs> is there anything you want to do before you go to bed? I guess... We, we mostly did our bed tasks, you know? Yeah, you kind of already did them, so okay. <laughs> so I guess I just settled down. All right, let's press snooze, Erza. <laughs> all right, back to the best business of all, sleep. Um, you two um, settle down once more, and when you open your eyes the next morning, no, wait, you're standing in a black void. Oh, Shit. no. You're not awake. <laughs> There's a light coming from behind you. You're still dreaming. You feel a pull from the light, and... Turn your head to see, floating at eye level, probably an arm's length away, is the shard. It's now awakened form hovering there in the hollow darkness. No emotional affect, no movement, stuck, pinned in space, looking at you blankly. You're almost about to speak, but you can't. You find there's silence as you move your lips, almost like sleep paralysis. And then you see movement in the darkness just out of the radius of the light emanating from the shard. Two dull green eyes, one sagging slightly more than the other, opening in the void. You know, I have to give you credit. It was a bit more difficult than I thought to beat you. Your bloodline is strong. I thought the human filth had diluted it enough to give me an advantage. Turns out your mother's stubbornness is genetic. And there's no accounting for chaos. And you watch as the sagging, sort of sunken eye remains on you while the other turns its focus to the shard and he continues to speak. Needless to say, the surge in the socket was an unexpected twist. But I have defied death. My will persists. All it takes is a little doubt, a little anger. 
to convince people to turn to those strong enough to take care of their problems. And you watch as the shard begins to kind of turn a pale green and a sick, demented smile begins to spread across their face. It starts small. With you, I was too forward. I thought you would believe in our kind, believe in your right. <sighs> but I was wrong. A rare thing. It will not happen again. Uh, and at this moment, you kind of suddenly feel your will returning to yourself. I do believe in our people. Oh, really? Then why did you abandon the tusk? The sword isn't a person. <sighs> How little you know about our culture. What are you doing to the shard? Nothing it doesn't want. I'm merely offering suggestions, and sometimes they take it, and sometimes they don't. It's a child. They don't... They don't know what they want. A child? Is that what you think this is? T tell me if I'm wrong, please. I'm in school, so I love to learn. Some things even I do not know. And you watch as his eyes again turn towards the shard. But that is no child. He looks back to you. The moment you abandoned the tusk, you gave up on your role as the witch heiress. You have forfeited your family's legacy, and now we are not bond by my sympathy for your mother or the lineage of the Tusk. I can claim my rightful place as the leader of the Orcs, and we can march from our exile to take this land as our own. If the sword is so important, don't you need it to do that? Also, no offense, you're not really an heiress. I appreciate not misgendering me. That was very kind of you. No, the role is passed down to those most worthy, and your family's bloodline happened to be that bloodline. And I don't have the tusk yet. I didn't abandon my bloodline, though. I just got glasses. I couldn't see shit. <sighs> well, a pity. Everything with you traditionalists is always so black and white. You think I can't pick up that sword tomorrow morning and be just as strong with it as I was without? Finally, Limburger steps forward into the light. A pale, chalk-like green orc towers over you. His cracked and scarred skin seems to be flaking away, tight against his bone and muscle like a corpse long lacking the moisture of life. He wears a tattered, black and green robe decorated with orcish glyphs and the symbol of the first might, a blade you now recognize as the tusk. His long, gray-white hair is dry and thinning, framing his rotten face, putrid green eyes now glaring down at you, a smile of rotting yellow teeth with two long, sharpened tusks. I look forward to meeting you and your companion in person. And with that, your eyes open, and you awaken inside the dome. The sounds of Erza humming a cheery dwarven tune to herself as she gets ready for the day. Guten Morgen, how, how'd you sleep? Laying there in my bed, I want to like turn my head. Do I see the tusk like leaning up against the dome wall where I last put, you, put it up before bed? If you left it there, then yes, you do. I use my Eldritch Knight ability to summon it into my hands without even getting up. Without question, it appears in your hands. Erza goes, whoa, neat trick. 
I have to take a pee. You know, I appreciate you giving. I am out. Already. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to tell me. <laughs> it's just like as soon as you exit the dome, it is silenced. You obviously can't hear anything in there. Okay. Uh, can I look at the tusk? Does it look different at all? Does it feel different to me? You pick it up in your hands and feels like the way you swing it last night was, you know, it's the same as always. It, it looks beautiful. It's not like it's re-rusted since you, you know, unattuned to it or mm-hmm. anything. Just looks as it did. I will um, walk a little bit away so I'm kind of near the lava river so I have some privacy mm-hmm. and I will take the shard out of my pocket. Whoa! Day three? I forget. What's up? Hi. Hey. How how's it going? Oh, you know, it's kind of boring. Really boring, actually. Do you have any other friends besides me? You know, what's a friend? Do you talk to anyone in there? Oh yeah. I mean there's the audience I told you about, remember? The audience that gives suggestions, and you see, like, one head just taps the crystal, and it kind of indents a little bit, and then plunks back. What does the audience sound like to you? Well, hmm, it just sounds like, uh, my voice. It's like a little conscience or whatever. Okay, but no no one else? No one who sounds like this. No, no, no. Ass kisser? Ass licker? Ass licker. Ass licker is not talking to me i think i don't know actually do you can you like i you know i know your eyes are out here right now can you put them inside can you like look around real quick let me try (laughs) 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 crystals like grinding as it flips inward um and you see it just goes like slack jawed for a moment just like looking out wow uh just a bunch of light and crystal is that what i'm made of oh you're made of crystal, and I'm pretty sure you refract light. Okay. Which is okay. a skill you could put on a resume. Refla- <laughs> refracts light. Refracts light. All I right need to under know is what a resume subject. is. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Do you th- think that we could get lava inside a lamp? Think on that for a little bit. And I Certainly put could. the shard back in. <laughs> shard back in. Um, uh, yeah, the shard kind of... Um, you feel for a moment kind of squirms a little and then just goes still. Wow, I'm really, I'm really shook right now. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I'm really trying to think of what, what I would do in this scenario. You know, I think Gorgonzola probably sits by that lava river for maybe longer than it would take an average person to urinate. To the point in which it might be like you're taking a number two? To the point at which <laughs> I think she's just kind of gazing into the lava and thinking about her choices. Like, I didn't think this was going to have this big of a consequence. I just thought I was going to, like, you know, get better long-distance vision for a little bit. You feel still in kind of fly over and um, land on your back. And then you know how bats like crawl a little bit, crawls up onto (laughs) your shoulder and kind of leans ahead sadly onto you. Stilton, do you like being a bat? Is it fun to be upside down? I feel upside down. 
I think I'll just sit out there and wait until, you know, Erza gets her stuff together and just quietly sit and watch the magma float by. <laughs> you, it's really warm over here. It's really it warm. Feels nice. <laughs> your, 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 like, tealish skin is getting a little tan. <laughs> um, yeah, you look into the magma for quite some time until you hear Erza's voice behind you. Are you all right? Try not to stare for so long. It's kind of like staring at a lot of snow. You can kind of, it'll burn into your retinas. Yeah, I'm good. You blink and you do see. There's like a burning <laughs> band in your retinas. You're like, hmm, okay. All right. Got to get, uh... <laughs> Those glasses uh, are really... Ambledore's bifocals. <laughs> Ambledore's eye surgery. Should we <clears throat> head out? Ready if you are. Okay, what's on the docket for the day? Well, um, as at this point, you said you were trying to get north of the mountains, correct? Yes. And specifically... You have a location in mind? Yes. Even a general, like, tag you might use? You know, any hashtag, anything you have that could be... <laughs> um, I guess I'll think back to... Um, Lisa's probably lacking this knowledge, but um, for uh, Gorgonzola, I guess, if there was any reference in any of the books that I've read, like the Omni Malum's documents slash the stuff I read in the library, if there's any kind of reference to like any last sightings of the orcs after they left like the general Padawick area, if there's any kind of like, then they migrated towards blank or is it just like they head into the mountains? Yeah, I think that you would gather specifically from those Omni Malum documents that they, I said like their last battle was like a last stand in Padawick. So basically, whatever, you know, for Maji at the time. And they were pushed directly north straight into the Orboros. So from Balderheim, you gotta go west hardcore. You know what I mean? Okay. So right now, you guys, and you would know this because of your keen mind, you have been heading west and you're. Yeah, you're still in like the first third of your journey before you should probably curve north to where you assume they might be right. on the other side. You know. I'm kind of going with the flow on this one, Erza, but I do know that out of the mountains is where I want to be. Erza nods. All right, well, you know, I guess I am at your employ until you say that you are where you need to be. Where are the Where are the places you usually come out of the mountains? Like, is there kind of like a couple of different areas or is there one outlet and then you head a direction from there? Or are there several places we could emerge? It's of course depends on where you want to head but in general there are a few stops along the way that we can take you know of course sometimes you run into trouble uh, she gestures back towards like the mashed cobalt mess and a few covers before. just to be clear but, they ran into trouble right <laughs> yes very well said um but uh i would say that the next large kind of landmark that we could aim for is an old abandoned fortress that is not so far from here it's a few days travel, but, you know, mostly from in between here and there, I usually just, I have a few caverns mapped out. Nothing nothing so concrete as like a dwarven structure. A lot of those have been overrun by kobolds and other monsters. You sure the fortress is abandoned? Well, it was last time, and I, you know, that was just a few weeks or whatever ago, so I, I assume, but, you know, we should All approach right. with caution whenever we do get close, if that's where you want to head. Okay. Lead me out of the mountains, Arta. All right. From there, I'm freeballing it. An interesting orcish expression. Um, <laughs> that one's a human one. Oh. 
Um, so the two of you um, get your things together. The dome, of course, drops at this point, and you guys begin your travels into the Ouroboros Mountains. Uh, so for the first time in a bit, we are actually going to return to an encounter table Ooh. Um, for these long bouts of travel. Uh, we will be rolling a D8 so every like few days or so to see if you encounter anything during that time, uh, with Erza rolling survival checks with advantage to navigate. Uh, or actually, I mean, you could roll them, of course. We'll okay. just, um, if your, your bonus is better Ertza. than hers, then let's see. She has a plus five, so you could add that if you if that's higher. Certainly is higher. It's okay. five higher. All right, let's roll two d20s okay. um, and just do the plus five. See if everything's going on track. Ooh, the mushroom dice is so much heavier than the uh, gummy dice. They're weighted. <laughs> <laughs> For nat twenties. For nat twenties. I'm never gonna die. I'm screwed. Uh, okay, that's a uh, gummy die. Nineteen with the plus five. Okay, um, and then give me a d8 roll. You got it. Six. Fun. We are going to actually, I need you to roll a d4 now. Okay. We love when the table has a subtable with it. I do love that. What kind of fuckery am I going to encounter? One. I feel like I always roll ones on d4s. Climbing up and down the rocky paths, the cavern widens, and the number of glowing crystals are fewer and far between. Relying simply on dark vision, you see shades of black and gray for about 60 feet before it disappears into mystery. You continue on for quite some time, hours pass, but near the, nearing the end of this first day of travel, you see the tunnel ends, opening into a larger cavern where the floor seems to be lower than where you are, kind of like a cliff looking into this space rather than a like walking straight into situation. Mm -hmm. From this vantage point, as you approach, you look down and see what can only be described as carnage. A skirmish occurred here, with corpses of varying sizes and styles that indicate that it may not have been anyone specifically kind of aligned with anyone, perhaps travelers that m may have fallen during some sort of attack. Bodies probably weeks old at this point, but the smell remains and the sight isn't pretty either. Dark splotches and splashes here and there. Erza looks down and shakes her head. Some can't hack it here in the mountains. Uh, shall we... See if they dropped anything of interest? You don't think the thing that killed them is still down there, do you? I mean, what does it look like to you? Um, I guess let's both do Yeah, do I see checks. swords lying around? Or yeah. do I see people with, like, big gashes in them? Like, what's the read? Mm, yeah, give me give me a nature check. All and right. I'll say with advantage, because Erta will help you. Thank you, Erta. Yo! <laughs> Seven. Seven. You and Erta kind of look down, and... there does they're dead, Erta. <laughs> I would say that they died from some sort of violence. Um, and it does just look like, I mean, some have some have been like torn to shreds to a bigger extent, but in general, there's a lot of big slashes and stuff. It, it could be, you know, a big monster or it could be perhaps like a ferocious force. Um, based on the kind of injuries, you do actually look down and... There are like some, there is like an obvious scratch mark, so it's possible that if it wasn't a giant monster, maybe it was a bunch of small ones, maybe okay. even just kobolds. You never know. Looks like something came out of nowhere and killed them all. Yeah. Um, well, um, let's, shall we go down and. Sure. As Erza is uh, kind of moving to walk down, I'm going to kick a pebble off of like the drop off uh, or like, you know whatever piece mm. of little like stone is by my foot 
just to see if anything reacts to a noise down there. Okay. You kick a rock down and there's nothing. No action. Nice. You guess that, I mean, especially based on like the how how you you don't know exactly how old these corpses are but they look old enough that like a creature if it was going to stay and use them as bait would eat them it would probably something. eventually eat them okay, or at least su- sure. eat some of it so it could last while yeah. the bait is waiting all right um so you both pull out a little uh, piton and rope and begin to kind of set up a way to climb down and in absolutely no problem at all you easily scale and land walking amongst this carnage uh, give me an investigation check Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Through some scavenging, you managed to pull together around 83 gold and like a smattering of copper and silver. Um, I let Erza keep that. <laughs> are you sure? I said we can split all the treasure. I don't need any dead people's gold. Thank you so much. Most gold is dead people's gold, she says as she takes it from you and <laughs> pockets it. Wow. <laughs> um, and uh, you also find, and this is particularly interesting to you see Erza, like the moment you lift it up, it looks like it is a map. Uh, and as you're like looking at it, you see that following this kind of western route that you're on, there is a point an X, if you will, <laughs> that marks a spot. And Erza like looks at it over your shoulder. No, it couldn't be. I think this X means don't go there, right? No, no, this X, this means, this is Avarici. This is Anacra's home. How, how can you tell? Well, based on the placement, this is where estimates put it. Obviously, we... It's very difficult to get very close to it because of how... So the X does mean don't go there because a a dragon lord lives there. (laughs) You would assume, but... I'm I'm assuming, I had this dream last... Remember how you were like, dream, you know, like... I I don't know if you said manifest, but we use dwarfifest in dwarven culture. I said dwarfifest, yeah. Okay, good, yes. Uh, And you were like, maybe if you pray, you know, you think in your dreams and it will kind of happen. But I did that. The secret. Yes, I did the secret. Um, that book by Ambledore. Um, <laughs> Canon. Canon. <clears throat> and I, so I did that, and I heard his voice. I heard Morden. I, I, and I saw it. I saw Begerensfort in Anakos Horde. It's there for sure. It's not just lost. It's stolen. Your ancestor's hammer. Yes. Well, if it's in a horde... It's safe for now, right? So you can come back when you have the appropriate amount of men and firepower to steal something from a dragon's horde. Mm, mm. Yes? No? What That's, are your thoughts? My thoughts are that perhaps, yes, but also perhaps a small team will be able to infiltrate without issue if we do the right thing. You see, she's already, her bright blue eyes are wide and scheming. I really think that if we plan this right, you know, Maybe there's some sort of other play we can pull to kind of I want to look at the map and see if it looks out of my way or along my way. You look at the map and based on your survival slash checks from before to kind of determine which way your ancestors went, um, you would gather that it's more on the way than not on the way you know what i mean it's like you don't necessarily know when the right turning point is to Mm -hmm. go north but you like look at this map it's not backtracking exactly and it it looks like it is a like map exclusively of this region like 
the north of the Aurelian Empire, which is like the border of the Padawick region, to this section of the mountains, which is essentially the section you're heading towards. Besides this being an incredibly important and valuable family heirloom. Priceless, yes. Priceless family heirloom. What would having this hammer actually mean for your day-to-day life? If I had this hammer... Where do you see yourself in five years with this hammer? I can tell you that if I have this hammer, then in weeks I will have my own spire. I will be recognized as a ruler. Because you have the hammer. Because I have the hammer, because I recovered it for my people, and they will have to be they will have to recognize that I am worth the honor of my ancestors, and my ancestors did not did not do as they said. And yeah, they I I will be a noble. My dreams so essentially my dreams would come true. Yes. Right, right, right. I'm I'm wondering if that will actually be the conclusion they come to, because you getting the hammer back would be sick. That would be a heroic task. That would be amazing. Mm. You would have this priceless artifact. You'd be bringing it back to your people. You're really selling it. This is good. But what does that do to change their impression of what originally happened? If they believe that your ancestors betrayed dwarves and lost the hammer, are they still going to believe that even if you bring a valuable item to them? Are you sure they're not just going to take it and then keep treating you like dirt? Give me a persuasion check. Okay. Eight. Eight. I see what you're saying. But first and foremost, <laughs> this is something that maybe you, no offense, it's kind of a dwarf thing. You know, we're very unabound, very much lawful. So if I present them with essentially my inheritance plus the fact that we got that stupid fucking Starkrod to call me his drinking buddy and essentially carve your name and exactly carve, your carve your my face name into the bar, yeah. Correct, and acknowledge my nobility, I think that pairing it will be something they couldn't possibly refuse. And I'm sure that, you know, you're I understand nobles can be tricky, but would the people not be on my side with such a story? Zola uh, really wants to open her mouth and be like, this is not what I'm paying you for. <laughs> I need to find my mom. I have a fucking dictator and a shark in my pocket, <laughs> and shit's really bad right now, uh, but cannot help but uh, feel for Erza. And also feel like a hypocrite saying any of that because Zola is now also concerned about losing her ancestral weapon. I guess if we pass by, great, we could make a quick <laughs> stop. Fantastic! I listen. I'm. I got, We're not going out of the way. Right? No, we'd never. I, and you know, already, I understand. You're right to be concerned. I don't have a plan yet, but. With a little bit of thinking, you and me, we're smart. Yeah, are you really good at stealing and sneaking around? Yes. Oh, all right. <laughs> Very good at it. You know, okay. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not proud of it. And she, you know, she, she tries to like cover it up. I'm not it's not proud. very like a noble. Just no, kidding, yes, it's exactly. No, you're right. You're right. And you know, ah, uh, it's one of my worst, worst things I've ever done. You know, I. Anyways, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure you really regret it. All yep. right, come on. Yep. <laughs> um, all right, you guys head off. Um, you've gathered your things. 
and you begin your journey once again into the caverns. Is there anything you think you would do over the next two nights as we travel for essentially three days? Yes, I am casting Nistel's Magic Aura okay. uh, every night. And then also every single night before I go to bed, I uh, anxiously take my glasses off of my face and uh, wipe the lenses while I stare at my sword in the corner of the dome. Still in kind of watching from above, um, smiling. Nope. Frowning. He's upside down. Yep. Uh, you're happy, but you're sad. <laughs> so, um, is also I'll say, like, are you doing? You're doing your homework and stuff. Are you keeping? Yeah, up on that? writing down my dream journals. I am just writing down nonsense. I went to the circus and uh, there was a man named Jebediah selling beef patties. I cracked <laughs> oh open God. a beef patty and the universe spilled out of the beef patty. And then I swam in the universe. And then when I woke up, I thought I smelled beef somewhere in the world when <laughs> when <laughs> when seer Bashar fucking gets these paper birds she's gonna be like this student is brilliant <laughs> like oh my god a prophet a prophet indeed um and uh are you sending any notes to tinder dick or slash like reading any of the books that you have from the library i guess knowing that we may be heading into uh, some dragon lair soon. I will break out my book on the chromatic dragons and I'm going to uh, give it a read and see if I can learn anything about um, dragons home habits and like uh, their habitats. Why don't you give me an intelligence check um, and you can add your proficiency bonus to this too. Well, uh, this is just going to be both how much do you get through as well as like I mean, I, I mean, am a scholar. You are a scholar, and you do have a keen mind, so you're gonna, you will retain pretty much everything you read. But how far you get and what you get stuck on might, you know, change depending on what you roll. <gasps> oh my god! It literally was on the nat twenty for so long, and then it flopped over. Oh. But it is still a twenty-one. Okay. You um, go looking through your books, and you actually pull out the one that is like essentially specifically on the chromatics and anacra. You open it. Uh, and you see that there are like lots of different pictures of colored dragons of various chromatic colors. Each section is labeled by the color and it looks like it probably is going to go into detail about both Anacra, Blitzburn the Temperamental, Caustic the Decayer, Gangren the Corrupter, Dwork the Ignorant, and Frigidich the Harsh. Um, and you would know that at this point, basically two dragon lords remain mm -hmm. on them in the Orbors Mountains, Frigidich and Anacra. Um, Gangren missing. Caustic the Decayer, which is the black dragon, had its wings torn off, as you learn, um, and is currently residing in the swamps of western uh, Emeralia. That's really sick, Noah. Um, and fun fact, this is actually not too far from where the Monster of the Week special <laughs> took place, so go sign up for the content search. <laughs> Um, but, um, so you learn about each one of these individuals and their fate. You knew that the blue dragon and the purple dragon had been slain. You see illustrations of these ancient dragons, and you learn that dragonborn were essentially the first humanoids created by dragons. They were like, if gods made attempts and made, like, you know, humans and dwarves and elves and orcs, then this was the draconic god 
effort to make a like a person uh, of sorts. They united only once to slay Alethea the Honest before she could raise her child, um, the sacred item, an egg guarded by the Orcish people. This book, as you read, goes into many of the horrible atrocities there. I mean, the reason why Caustic the Decayer is trapped in those swamps is because he tore through the Emeraldian landscape. Essentially, tales of him breathing down, like, poisonous acid down on people from high above, essentially, like, destroying whole villages and towns in his, in his wake. But you learn that Anacra is perhaps the most enigmatic. Greedy to his core, he desires everything. He wants the world. He wants the realm and everything in it. He sees people and his fellow dragons as only a means to get something that he believes is rightfully his. You learn... Fun fact about this, I named this before the Lady Gaga album. Um, you learn that his people were called the Chromatica. Um, <laughs> they basically... <laughs> Little monsters? Are we standing in Acra or uh, what? Or what? New fave. Um, yeah, you learn that they are basically... Like those kobolds you met, they are members of the Chromatica. They're like members of the Draconic, Draconic Army. And you learn... With that hive role, I'll say that you learn a little bit about the environmental effects of a red dragon. You learn that just the presence of a red dragon essentially brings the temperature up. It like breaks the, the crust of the world and brings magma up. It causes earthquakes. It causes landslides. Um, some even say that it can tear open portals to the plane of fire. Uh oh. Um, and it is something that you know. I mean, that is something of great interest to you, someone who's actively understanding Reading spell and shards nodding. and stuff. I yep. think I did that in my hotel room once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so you know that he. The thing that's so strange about him is that though he desires and wants everything, something that you actually kind of parallel in your mind to Paragon. Mm-hmm. Even more similar to Paragon. He refuses to leave his horde because he's so greedy that he is like, I cannot take my eyes off this for one second. Uh, And the last time he left was to kill Aletheia. And he was, as you learned, the one to deal the death blow. And that's what you learned before you had to (laughs) bat. A little light reading still. I'm reading out loud to still in an Erza. (laughs) Erza, just eyes wide. So this is homework, or...? Sorry, I'm researching for the insane mission you're bringing me on. Right, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. So homework. So this is what we're going to potentially face. All right, you know... Is this creature that wants to consume and destroy everything. This aligns a lot with the, the legends I've heard. Did you hear about the portal fires? Because I think you might have nodded off when I was talking about the portal to the plane of fire. Yeah, you know when you hear stories before, they kind of... Yeah, yes, I've, I've heard. It, it's a rumor. You know, no, yes, no one's been to the Horde and lived to report whether or not it's true. But, you know, I, the only thing I know that is true is that his presence can cause earthquakes and lava stuff and yada yada yada. So it's dangerous, yes, but doable is what I'm hearing. How far away does she think we are? Hmm, it's going to take probably over a week for you to get to your final destination. Um, <laughs> that sounded ominous. Um, but, <laughs> um, but like somewhere, somewhere nearing an end of a week, travel you're like many days away you have lots of days to prep let me know when we're close believe me i think you will know 
and you eventually head off to bed. Um, I will let you, you can keep the portents you rolled or you can re-roll new portents every day. It is up to you. Hmm. Um, it feels somewhat dishonest to keep my old portents, even though they were nice. I I respect that. And if you want to, re- if you're going to re-roll, I respect that as well. I would not judge you, though, if you were like, I, I'm. Fresh don't. day, fresh roll. Fresh I'm not roll. a coward on this podcast. No, you are anything but a coward. Interesting. You know, a different reaction than the last time. Sometimes I'm gonna say my last ones were a 16 and an 18. Oh, so good ones, good ones yes, for an they attack. Were, they were very good. These, this, this is different, but I can roll with that. Um, so the day begins. Why don't you? I, I will say that essentially you are on your. This is like your fifth day of travel. Um, oh. And you know what? I've probably just been also, uh, just so that it's out there, I check in with the shard every day. I make sure to take time to talk to the shard. Like, I don't let the shard sit neglected at any point. Okay. Like, although, I mean, I am somewhat neglecting the shard. I have to be honest about that. But I am, whenever I have a free moment where Ertz is not around or when I call my pee breaks or whatever, I like I talk to the shard about random stuff and keep it company. Okay. Um, I'll say that the shard is generally very happy to see you in the biggest thing on their mind is not wanting to be hidden anymore um which is pretty much every time they bring it up you have to be like not yet i don't trust her um so why don't you give me that was basically two nights why don't you give me two persuasion checks i'm trying really hard to keep you safe and i'm trying to find my family right now so that i can be safe too and then when we get there i think that we can both maybe you know stop hiding i can be helpful one is a 10 and one is an eight. Both times when your conversation ends, you can tell that the shard is not happy. And though they listen to you on the second evening when you push them into your jacket, you feel there's a second of resistance before they allow you to do it. And in that resistance, you recognize whoa, if this thing didn't want to be moved, it would not be moved. And you remember the immovable rod aspect of it that had activated long, long ago. Gorgonzola puts the shard in her pocket and then just maybe cries for a second. (laughs) She's so overwhelmed and confused on what to do. I'm going to have Erza roll an insight check when you return to to the dome. Okay. Just to see if she... Can detect anything. teen crying. I was a teen once too, and that's why I rolled a nat twenty. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> um, as you kind of come in for bed, you, at this point you've wiped your tears. You don't. You're not like I'm fine. Walking in, you know, you mm-hmm. you pull yourself together. But um, as you enter, she looks up to you, and you're like, you know, settling down quietly. And she goes, "Is everything all right?" I'm sorry to pry. You know, we've been traveling together a few days, and. I notice, I mean, first of all, you're incredibly regular. You pretty much follow a bathroom schedule to a T, but um, I don't know a lot about you, and I'm kind of sussing out that things aren't good. There was that incident back in Balderheim with those people. Just wondering. Thanks, Arza. It's really nice of you to notice and to ask, and Gorgonzola will give her her important role of nine. Wow. To use it on an, on an emotional insight check. 
Um, you f essentially foresee that moment, um, and as you walk in, you like take a deep breath and head in. She goes, ready for bed? Tired. I roll over and face the wall. Okay. You head to bed and you sleep restlessly, though, without remembering any of your dreams. Why don't we roll another D8 for another day of travel? Right. And I'll roll another Fortin roll. And another Fortin, baby. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I could squeeze yes. one in real quick. You got, you owe, you know, it's like with these fast days of travel, the use of importance is like, I can Wild. fucking use this on something crazy. I fucking changed the whole day. <laughs> oh. Just oh. avoided an Whoa. emotional conversation by using importance. That's so sad. so sad. As soon as I thought of it, I was like, that would be the saddest so thing to the do. the most teen thing ever. It's like, thanks for noticing. I don't want to talk so bad, but I'm going to avoid that reality. <laughs> All right, what was I rolling again? D8? A D8. Seven. Marching onward, you are led through a few claustrophobic tunnels, sometimes broadening into medium-sized caverns, sometimes lit with a few crystals. You stop and eat some rations before heading back on, the travel snaking through some of these jagged spaces before curving upward slightly. The air gets colder quickly, and you feel a gust of wind, strong and sharp, clearly from the outside world. You both continue, scaling forward quietly as the tunnel turns and the cold breeze grows stronger. In moments, it opens up once more to the vast mountain range of the Ouroboros Mountains, snow-capped peaks as far as the eye can see. The occasional valley where some foliage peaks out thousands of feet below you. Before you is a steep slope covered in snow, rocky crags coming up from the white, some trees kind of equally covered way further down. Um, Erza looks out cautiously, um, then smiles and turns to her Armony bag of holding to pull out two wooden planks, both smoothed a bit with little leather straps inserted into them. She tosses one at your feet, then tosses one at hers and steps on and straps in. You bored? What? Oh, what is this? Okay, so this is... I know you're trying to, you know, get to where you want to go faster. Also, sorry. One sec. I have to set my homework free. And while she's talking to me, I let the birds out of my backpack. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> she just watches like a bunch of little paper birds flutter off and directly south. Just beeline south. Go! Wow. Okay. <laughs> Still, I'm just like Make sure you make the deadline on the syllabus. Uh, you see one of them does like a flip and then a little folded thumb comes out and it flies back away. Um, and did you happen to write a letter to Tinder Dick? No, I didn't. Okay, yet. so you're still holding on that. Got it. Well, it's up to you. You could have written it on either one of those. No, notes. I was gonna say I, in my head, I had been like, I want to uh, wait until I'm in an open air to do this, and so I will probably say to Erza, "Hold on, the sec, let me write a letter." Oh, but yeah. Maybe we could finish talking about our snowboard first. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Erza goes. Um, so basically the fastest route through this area is going to be this kind of slalom. And she like gestures forward and you see this, like this icy path goes on for probably about a thousand or so feet before going straight into another cavern. Mm. Um, and it like ahead of you, there are patches of, I mean, this is a, this is the, I forget how they tag skiing courses, but if I think it's, it's a like black, black diamond, it's a black yeah. diamond. That's what it is. <laughs> I was like, it's something, it's like a black, it's something. not the bunny slope. This is not a bunny slope. This is a black diamond slope. Um, and she goes, so, you know, I figured that's the fastest way to go is through this way. We can strap, you've boarded before, right? Oh wait, you never grew up around mountains. I haven't, but I'm pretty good at extreme sports. 
you know, I got that vibe from you. I can shred. You can shred? Okay, you know the terms. All right. Um, <laughs> Zola just like, oh, I really guessed that one. <laughs> just, uh, you see? Yeah, I can grate. <laughs> great. Ooh, is that some sort of, you know. We say that in paddle Oh, ah, okay. Got it. That makes sense. We do a lot of uh, water sports. Oh, yeah. Jet skiing. Jet skiing. And <laughs> <laughs> Arcane jet in skiing. Harbor, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Those um, gnomes are odd. Do you think I have time to, real quick, send another letter? I'm going to have to write it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, whenever you're ready, get on your board. Okay. We should, we look, we should look around for kobolds. Uh, I will do that while we you're right. We look around. <laughs> <laughs> um, she'll roll a perception check. You are also welcome to roll a perception check. What? 16. You guys, or rather, you know, while you're writing your letter, Erza looks around and kind of scans the area. And she stops and points about, probably about a city block or so to your left which is like essentially on rocky snow that heads up to the higher peak. You see she points at like what looks to be some footprints in some of the snow on the mountainside. I don't see them, but they've passed through here. They could be here or they might just be, we might be behind them. I'll be quick. All right. I plop down onto my backpack in the snow and take out some of um, Marfin's letterhead that I had borrowed from him. Mm. And I'm going to... It doesn't say Marfin's name on it, does it? It has a very luxurious-looking periwinkle M impressed into the top of it. Interesting. I will rip that part off. (laughs) (laughs) From the center of the top of the page, there's just a little bite mark out of it. And still does help a little bit. Thank you. Thank you, Stillen. If you could just even that a little bit so it looks like the top of the paper. Thank you so much. Does some quick nibbling. It's so obvious with it. Okay. I put on my most adult handwriting oh usually i have thought about this and gorgonzola has that kind of um bubbly teen handwriting uh that like girls in popular girls in science class had where like the h's and the n's and the m's all go right up to the top of the line you know like really neat and packed together so that's that changes so much of my imagery (laughs) it's like really girly handwriting so beautiful in my mind now (laughs) um but uh, she's going to try and write a little more scraggly and, like, uh, creatively. Mm. An artist An attempt. artist's <laughs> handwriting. Like, like how a doctor writes. Are you, like, barely <laughs> reading it? Almost cursing. <clears throat> Lord Tenderdick, I write to you as an anonymous and concerned party. I found myself recently in possession of a curious magical artifact, and soon after, I was contacted by your associate. It's my understanding that this item fell into and from several pairs of hands before I came into contact with it. I'm sure you're curious about the status of this item. I am curious how a mage from the north comes into an item of such power and value and then loses it to a goblin. Your associate's persistence intrigues and impresses me. How about we both call off the middlemen and we chat in a neutral space? No spells... No tricks, capital T. Just two mages discussing a matter of anthropological and arcane importance. You may speak to me at 669-6969. If my phone is off, you may write to me at Paddlewick. I've attached a paper bird for your convenience. Yours truly, the current guardian of the shard. Wow. I mean, 
I am shook to my core. That was so good. Um, and I'm sure Tinder Dick will be as well. Um, and are you sending this essentially like are you going to tuck it into a paper bird so it can fly it yeah, for you? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, you finish. And, and I put an extra one in there. Like I fold it up inside so that he can. Envelope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great. Address to. Um, I will address it to like the main like post office of Paddlewick. Sure, like, there's one of those. Why wouldn't if there there's just a place where everyone's mail kind of, you know, the gets Aurelian dumped and we Eric pick it up. Post. Yeah, 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 not like course. a specific, send this to Gorgonzola so. Parma's farm in Paddlewick. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I'll just go and, you know, when I see Cicero's, I'll just swing by the post office, see if I have any packages perfect. waiting for me. <laughs> perfect, perfect plan. Um, you send off this paper bird, you watch as it fly south. Um, kind of let it gaze for a little bit. I just uh, had to send a really adult letter. You were the way you were writing was very intense. I've never seen you write your journal. When no offense, I'm not like looking at what you're writing, but when you were writing in your your homework, it was very. You know, you know I have I have childish handwriting. No, I've been told. no, it's very clean. It's very good. You know, clean handwriting is something rarely found these days. Erta, how did you handle being a teen? Ready to board? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she pops herself into place and goes ready. Sultan <laughs> ties me up. We'll talk later. Um, uh, also, I would like to um, change Stilton's form. Okay, um, we can say I'll say that you definitely did, you did that. You know, I while you were have doing done this, this. like yeah. this morning or whatever. Yeah. Back to Weasel, baby. Ooh. I want him to be a little. I want him to stand in between my feet on the snowboard. And he's got his arms out like he's serving. <laughs> um, you guys get onto your boards. I need you to roll initiative. All right. Sick. <laughs> Three. <laughs> we I don't just, roll. I don't add anything to these. <laughs> we, uh, no, we don't add anything to these and we don't roll high. I like the places. mushroom dice. They're really spicy. <laughs> <laughs> They've been kind of chaotic today. Okay. So. Each turn, you are hurtling around like 50 miles an hour, Good. okay? Like 100 <laughs> feet per round. That's too fast. Um, so you have essentially, you're going to have your full action, bonus action, and reaction, but the movement is already maxed. You cannot like take a dash action okay. um, because your speed Go is based faster. on gravity. You, you clench and your <laughs> board takes off. No, um, in general, I, I mean, like if you come up with a reasonable description and, and um, perhaps a role associated that you want, I'd be maybe be able to be like, yeah, you can use your action to dash. But I'm but going in general, as fast as the snowboard will go. Gravity is doing all the work here. Cool. You can slow down, um, but that is probably the most significant movement action you can take. Um, you can also prepare actions on your turn in response to the lair action, which will be coming at initiative 20. Interesting. Um, not, we'll, not two? After me? No. You know, I did not have Not one, as, like an ace? It's funny. I, I, oh, it is. I did write initiative two here. Let me just quickly add a zero <laughs> next to that. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Wow, um, I'm getting emotional whiplash. Wow. Um, okay, Erza only rolled a little bit higher than you, so she will go first, but essentially you guys are moving simultaneously as you tear through the snow. Give me a d6 roll. Okay. Also, I'm, I'm mage-handing um, uh, like a rocker's hand above me. Yes! <laughs> this punk hand just flying through the air. Well manicured. <laughs> Two. Two. Um, hurtling forward down this icy slalom, you dodge an outcropping of rocks and find yourself on track with a pile of snow that seems to curve upward, almost like a jump. Do you take the jump? 
Yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> I've <laughs> never known preservation a day in my life. You bravely hold your course and are launched into the sky, revealing that below you is a deep, deep part of the ravine. <laughs> one that you surely would not, <laughs> surely would have not made across if you did not take this jump. Um, as you fly through the air, you see that you are probably going to make it, but you're not sure. Is there anything you want to do? Or do you want to just try and write it out and you can either, get, you can try and give me an athletics check to land properly. I'll just misty step to the other side with my with my snowboard on my feet. Like oh, as I'm shit. like kind of almost about to like make a funky landing on the side, I just misty step a few feet forward. Um, you do that and you like appear in front of Erza and she goes, whoa. Speed up. Damn. Um, that is amazing. Pick I'm it up, and Nakra's got your hammer, bitch. <laughs> that is the um, lair action. She, she natural twenty on hers. She easily does an, a sick trick, as you see. She she does um uh, she does the Christ air from Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two. Puts her board, picks it off her feet, and does a little um, crucifix position before landing sick. perfectly on the other side. Um, sorry if that offended anyone. What it's from that? a video game. Uh, <laughs> everyone, get your sixty fours out. It's time to play some Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Okay, so um, we are going to roll another d6 at the top of this round. Six. Six. Okay. Um, and technically you had a turn before this lair action. Is there anything you wanted to do or prepare? Yeah, I guess I'm just, I'm searching the landscape and I'm like ready to duck or jump if there's anything that's going to bar my whole body from fitting through space. Okay. Um, with I'll even say that with that, you rolled a six. Um, for this round, things are smooth boarding nice. um the powder before you is clean and clear as you kind of carve your full speed through this mountain um Erza, uh laughing is like tailing behind you um slowly kind of you know trying to get lower as her action to try and use um to if she can reach that terminal velocity top of the round once more we are going to do that oh. lair action do i do i get the impression that she's racing me now you get the impression that there potentially is a little friendly competition in her eyes. You see, that she it seems like the kind of person who, even if you're like, we're not competing, she's getting a competitive feeling inside of her. I see that happening as I'm like, okay, stay safe. Make sure there's nothing going to hit your head. And then I see that she like glances over to me and like urges her board on a little bit. I'm going to start taking uh, books out of the bag of holding so that I am physically heavier and going faster down the, <laughs> down the uh, mountain. Like just oh my, my like anti-gravity like hammer space that I have in my bag. I'm just slowly pulling heavier and heavier things out. I got the horn in my arm. <laughs> you literally, literally like there's like an anime cut where it's Erza's eyes like impossible. She's increasing her weight so that she can go faster. <laughs> Uh, as you guys hurdle forward, um, you again, it, uh, you had to turn before this next layer action. Um, are you just going to prep another kind of like ready so you yeah, can give yourself I'm advantage? Just, I'm ready. Okay, so. Um, still in there, shredding. You're shredding. Stilton is um, <laughs> loving this, though. Um, the hair is frosted back, frosted tips. Oh, and um, I'll uh, glance down at my jacket and be like, are you having fun? <laughs> just like screaming to itself. <laughs> the fingers just peeled over the top of your jacket as you guys hurdle forward. I've never done this before either. This is insane. <laughs> um, that is going to be um, the other action. Will you roll another d6? Six again. Oh, all clear once again. Um, as you kind of tear forward, um, Erza and you 
kind of head in head at this point you see that she is at this point maxed her velocity based on speed and she's still behind you but only by a few feet all it would take is a mess up or someone fucking with someone else to <laughs> cause the thing um she is going to try and shoulder you to try and get past as her action she just kills me and throws me off the mountain. <laughs> you take five. No. Uh, all right, let's do a post Um, Yeah, check. you're falling uh, 250 feet. Okay, so that's going to be 25d6. <laughs> you Oof, guys are about um, 3,000 feet above sea level. So. <laughs> Yikes. The pressure itself, the change also makes you go unconscious automatically. <laughs> you get the bends, you shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 19. Okay, and she got a... Oh my god, she got a 19. No, she didn't. She got a nat 1. Oh! She tries to shoulder you, and you absolutely just juke out of the way. She <laughs> tumbles down. You good? She loses a full round of movement. She is essentially... She, like, kicks back up and kicks off and goes into a rage. Um, I got a nat 1 for my board roll. And what a use for it. I'm out of my fucking skull about this. Okay. Um, teen shit. Teen, absolute petty teen shit. Um, okay, so she goes into a rage. Um, she's going to roll a D8. As she should. As she should. Um, I guess I'll also can, when I did that, can I also action surge so that I like can get a little further than she can? Like, I'll Does say, that work? <laughs> because of the nature of the dash action, okay. I'll say that you definitely, you're far enough ahead and you have your advantage on your next All roll. Right. So you'll, you're definitely set. Um, you watch, trying to really rub it in her face, guys. <laughs> you look back to try and like maybe kick up some snow or something to go in her face and you see Erza tearing down the mountain <laughs> towards you and shadowy tendrils are <laughs> like lashing and pulling, like hurtling her forward. Ah! And she looks like a massive black op- octopus kind of just ah, screaming at your Pick up, I pick up stolen and throw them at her. Ah! Um, just give me a rage attack. Like, for a, the sake like of it. a projectile, like a screaming weasel projectile. <laughs> ah, just screams. 14. 14. <laughs> um, Still in spread eagle aiming for her face. <laughs> she, as, she doesn't even flinch as one of the shadowy, te- shadowy tendrils just catches him and just like is holding him above and he's like just getting flung around um okay at the end of this third round you hear a semi-familiar call thank you uh and you turn and both of you look over your shoulder and see a huge pack of chromatic kobolds not just white this time but black and green and blue and red and purple at least 30 maybe 40 of them just riding these small shield-like sleds, twisting around these like various rocks and stuff, chasing after you. Erza, catch up, quick! They are led by this large white dragonborn riding on a long silver board who calls out, Foolish invaders! You shall perish upon these slopes, and your frozen body shall be trophies for the dragon lords. Hey! Good powder we got today! It's excellent! Perfect for Killing. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, it's just like ah, just screaming. <laughs> um, okay, roll another d6 for this round. All right. And it takes—I'll say—it takes their whole action to essentially get up close enough. I was to gonna start ask if things. I get to know um, when when an initiative they are. I got a four. 
frost blowing up in your face as you shred down, you suddenly feel yourself picking up speed a bit and realize that the slope ahead and below you has drastically shifted in angle. It looks like you are gonna have to do one less round, but I need you to give me a dexterity saving throw to stay on your board as like you get on this very, very slippery ice. Okay. Erza passes with her, thank God for rage. 19. 19. You manage to hold and maintain on your board. Zola is good at this X game shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, as you tear down, um, I- It's not, not that different from riding a horse. It's like riding a horse standing up in the snow. <laughs> in the snow. It's kind of different. <clears throat> it's, a, it's pretty much the same. Uh, it's uh, um, too busy screaming to respond. As you guys hurtle down, you watch as pretty much all of those kobolds make it through that patch. You probably assume that, especially based on their, their nice little shield sleds, they might do this a lot. So they might be might be a little bit better than you might expect. Give me another D6 roll. We are technically on the sixth round out of 10 because okay. you, you, you crossed a round off with that one. Cool. Two. Two. You continue to hurtle forward as you're kind of going down this this ever increasing sort of slope here. You see that again, there is a curved little slope and it looks like another jump. Do you take the jump? I take it. You take the <laughs> jump. You and Erza, let's go. Um, she, You guys rocket into the air. I Just, go down to the ground knowing that I don't have another misty step. Like, <laughs> I really gotta go. Really gotta land this. Um, just for fun, give me a performance check. Okay. 14. You and Erza both look fucking incredible. Upside down angle of slow-mo of you guys in the air. Like, even though you're ducking down just, you're like, oh shit, I don't want to fall. It does look like you're like a pro as you kind of grip the bottom of your board Sick. and get low. <laughs> God, I need part um, of this so bad. <laughs> Erza kind of does like a little 360 spin um, as the two boom, boom, land. Um, I am going to roll... Let's say, there. I'll say there's 40 or so of them, so I'll roll 4d20s. However many, essentially, if one of these fails, 10 fail. Okay. Here we go. Not, okay, this actually went exactly how I would hope. One of them failed, so you see, like... I will give... Can I give the other one a portent roll? Technically, this is a dexterity saving throw. So, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll say that if you're willing to sacrifice a portent, you can definitely um, I will give them this. my remaining portent roll of five. Five. Okay. Even with their dexterity, um, they fail. So, two of them, you watch as essentially 20 or so. To victory! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> There's just like so many of them fall just straight into the ravine below. Should have stayed on the bunny slope. You fools! You failed, Frigidage! Also, you missed practice last week. That's why you failed. You need to be attending these snowboarding lessons. They're dead. Don't roast them. That's part of our culture. <laughs> <laughs> Give me another D6 roll. Most um, more to roasting. <laughs> and uh, is there any action you want to prepare for your next round? I'm going to uh, wait until they get closer to me. I will prepare an action to cast Tasha's hideous laughter on him when he gets within 30 feet. Okay. Give me another D6 roll. Two again. <laughs> Just a lot of jumps on this run. <laughs> you curve around Eric, the crock. so this course is sick. Hell yeah! You didn't tell me there were going to be so many jumps. <laughs> as you hurl into the Give me, um, this time as you kind of soar up as they seem to be increasing in distance, um, give me an athletics check with advantage to kind of right. see if you manage to take off with the right angle. 26. 26. You successfully land on the other side. Erza. Did I just misty step? 
No, I couldn't tell because it was such a good job. <laughs> Damn, you're really good at this. Um, Erza is, I mean, technically your rage ends if you if you stop fighting someone, but she's bored and baby. She's bored and baby. Ultimate rage. She's rage boarding. <laughs> she's rage boarded, baby. So you see this shadowy tendrils kind of beginning to turn themselves an angle as these kobolds and dragonborn approach. They all... One is just busy holding still in. I'm like, don't. <laughs> Careful with that one. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, Precious cargo. All the draconic forces succeed on their saves to jump to the other side. As you guys are continuing forward, you see now they are now kind of tearing forward within that 30 foot range. You see Erza pulls out her Armony bag of holding and removes her hammer and goes, are you ready? I am going to cast Hideous Laughter on this motherfucker. Okay, wisdom saving throw. Yes, 15. Roll in front of you, that is a four. Um, and they, believe it or not, this just dragonborn soldier does not have a legendary resistance to burn here. Um, so you just see, he just goes, you know, what the hell is going on? And then the board kind of like wobbles. I'm going to say technically momentum is what carry, is carrying him forward. I'm going to just do a dexterity saving throw because that will determine whether or not this dragonborn... I mean, it does say it does they say fall prone. prone. I mean, I feel like it's pretty easy to fall over on a snowboard. You Super see easy. people do it all the time. They just go back and they, you know, the board's not, flat parts not on the ground anymore. I'll roll, uh, I'm gonna roll a deck save with disadvantage. Okay. That'll determine whether or not he is. It does say he's <laughs> unable to stand up. So if he's laying and the board can still carry him, that's amazing. <laughs> he would be being dragged by the board. <laughs> um, okay, that is, even even with disadvantage, that is a, um, it's over 15. I'm gonna say that does fall prone. But he's like rolling down he's the mountainside. Like, <laughs> <rolling. laughs> okay. I'll, even, I'll even say uh, um, he'll take. Don't worry, Arthur, he's still in range. He, he takes, fell really conveniently. <laughs> he takes seven points of falling damage. Oh, God! Oh, oh, oh! Um, and then Erza is gonna just take a swing at him. She swings once, and just because this dragonborn is just bouncing over the place, she misses angrily, um, and then swings back again and does manage to hit, this time dealing, ooh, pretty good, uh, 13 damage as she, like, smashes uh, his hand. Oh, fuck! Uh, <laughs> Never stop shredding, Erza. Never stop shredding! That is going to be the uh, technically your turn if you want to save it or if you want to do anything else. As of right now, this dragonborn is still tailing you, though, albeit not so. Oh, it did take damage, so not but on it, it will get to make a save. <laughs> I will keep shredding onwards, knowing that I don't want to necessarily break his break my spell with hurting him. Okay, he did take damage, mm -hmm. um, so I rolled his saves. Mm -hmm. Um, and he did roll a nat 20. Wait, he saved? He did save. All right. So I saw him save, right? You, um, you see him, like, as he's rolling. <laughs> that was actually, that wasn't even a joke. Why did I start laughing? No, it was a joke. I cast it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, another wisdom save. As he's, like, getting, getting his feet, he's still, I'll it say. It was definitely funny. Think about the joke again. Um, uh, what's your save, DC? 15. 15, it's a wisdom save? Yeah. I'll roll another deck save. Funny. <laughs> Actually, you're right. It was kind of funny. Um, a deck save with disadvantage. That still technically saves. So he's just. Boom, 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 boom. Um, <laughs> he's fallen so many times. He's fallen so many times. Um, technically, he would take another two d six of damage. Do it. 
But hey, listen, he's taking damage, so it is still good That is, for I mean, you. that's the pitfall of casting Tasha's hideous laughter somewhere where someone can then fall and take damage, so. <laughs> but you know, it does kind Seems of like a feature of the spell. Um, okay, so, duh, 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 duh. just gonna, I'll roll the save now, just to, so we have it out of the way. That is a 17 on the higher of the two, because okay. they get advantage if they take damage, yes, right? Yeah. yeah. So on his next turn, he will he will save and be <laughs> up again and maybe be able to get close again by his next turn. Okay, so <laughs> he's fucked. The rest of the kobolds, I forgot to... Um, now that they are all within range, you watch as they take out... Little bows and arrows. Oh no! How adorable! Super cute. Super fucking cute. Hey guys, no bows and arrows allowed on the uh, on slopes. I don't see that sign. <laughs> they all just start. I saw the sign. They start. They all start rolling. Noah's clicking on a lot of dice, guys. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is your AC? Uh, sixteen. Okay. I'll, sh I'll shield against these. Okay. Shield. So it'll be AC's twenty-one, 21 now. Yeah. Let's be real, guys. No. I'm gonna shield. There's five hits on you. One of them's a nat 20. Okay. You take 21 damage as though your arcane shield blocks the vast majority of these arrows. A few, five specifically, get in and one hitting you, like, essentially not your heart, but, like, a very significant area right above in your chest. This jacket is new! There's blood now spilling through the jacket. No! I don't know if prestidigitation can fix that. Um, do you have mending? We need red wine! We need red wine! Um, <laughs> I have some of that, actually. Um, it's not what gets out blood. <laughs> teen advice. Um, okay, we are now back to the lair action. Three. Three, there we go. A new number, guys. Finally! You... I was hoping for more jumps. <laughs> Damn. You carve past some more rocks and then suddenly find yourself shooting into an icy blue and white tunnel, crystalline and smooth. It twists and dips. Give me an acrobatics check. Okay. I feel like I'm on a water slide. It, it honestly looks a lot like a water slide. If or like a luge. Yes, it's luge-esque. Luge Luge-adjacent. Luge <laughs> Pretty hard to say. Um... Actually, give me a dexterity saving throw. Okay. That would make most sense here. You've got it. Twelve. Twelve. You fall prone. Okay. This slows your movement for the round. And at this point, you feel the kobolds closing in a lot closer. Pretty much all of them are within range as they go one after another down this luge. Would this and be a kind of up. thing where I could use my action surge to clamber up before they get at me? Like, take a little, like, burst of energy to, like, throw myself back onto my feet? Yes, I will say that with an action surge, you can negate the prone condition, essentially. You kind of, it's a classic case of, like, when snowboarders hit and kind of fall and hit their butt, but they're, they have enough momentum to kind of, like, pop themselves back mm -hmm. up. Um, so you do that, you burn the action surge, and you continue to hurdle forward. And I will say that essentially there is one slash two more lair actions left. Around this round, you see um, that was the lair action. It is now Ertz's turn. She is going to just take two cracks at this guy. Both of them are going to hit, and she's also going to give you a bardic die. So you oh, can now... Um, she goes, you got this! You can add a d8 to an attacker saving throw. Means the world to me, Ertz. That her, her attacks both hit. She deals a whopping 18 damage as she doom, doom, smacks this. This essentially, this guy like pops back up from a saving from the wisdom save. He's like, Yes, just like a clamored <laughs> in the head. Um, and then technically, I actually forgot about this. Her the tendrils, I think, also lash out 
Each creature of your choice that you can see within 30 feet of you must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take 1d12 necrotic damage. So she is going to do that to everyone who is now around you. Cool. Um, because I'll say <laughs> that they are all definitely within 30 feet as they close in. Um, I'm going to have them roll con saves. The dragonborn passes. And all the kobolds fail. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm glad. Good. Oh, wow. And they all take five necrotic damage, um, which is the HP of... (laughs) (laughs) That is the max HP of a kobold. We are leaving a trail of kobolds behind us. Literally, these fucking shadowy tendrils just whack, whack, just like whipping out. You see Stilton is occasionally like tossed up into the air and caught by one as like it lashes out and then catches. Um, And all of the kobolds by the end of this, essentially going into this final round, are like lying in the snow either dead or like ugh, classic um, <laughs> classic snowboarding There's accident little stars going around their heads. <laughs> um okay so that was her turn um it is now this dragonborn's turn i can't really tell which one of you is worse Arsa lines him up and i knock him down then i shall knock you down um it is gonna make no it's, i already attempt. made the joke because i knocked you <laughs> <laughs> no. all right what'd you get athletics check Oh, I'm doing athletics. Show. Yeah, it's a grapple. Oh. Ah, 16. 16 is gonna do it when they okay. roll a natural three. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe if they fail, I guess. I don't know. Um, no, I literally <laughs> I can't. can't. <laughs> if you were on that one, I would have had a roll okay, off. Okay. I would have had a roll off. <laughs> um, okay, so it's gonna that's gonna fail, but it is going to... Essentially, I'm gonna say that it does make two attacks, so I'm gonna okay. say, um, especially since I've forgotten its other attacks... You see, it is going to um, and breathe out this frosting cold energy. I need you to give me a constitution saving throw, and Eric's gonna have to do the same. All right, I love when I have to do those. <laughs> those ones are actually good. Because of how I have a whole fucking necklace for it. <laughs> oh, I did roll in that one. <gasps> Ooh, <laughs> that's not good, my friend. Yeah, I mean, it's a nine with my con, but it's in that one. Okay. Do you guys like the new Lady Gaga album? What? We've been living in a mountain, so no, I don't know what you're talking about. You would love it. It's called Chromatica. Enough! That's our thing! <laughs> uh, you take 24 damage. Oh, no. Um, as you are, like, covered in this frosty breath, you feel your body temperature immediately drop. The holes that were left from the arrows frost up with the blood immediately turning to ice. Ow. Um, which hurts a lot, for sure. It feels bad when your blood turns to ice. <laughs> hey, fans, it don't feel good hey, guys. when your blood turns to ice. Eritza did succeed, so she takes half of that. Okay, how, is, how is Zola looking? Um, I'm at uh, just about half HP. Okay. I have 53 hit points. Okay. Um, so okay. going into essentially the final round, um, that was his turn. His there turn. are no other kobolds. Do you have an action before the lair action? Is there anything you want to do? Yeah, I will, one, do my second wind to give myself a little bit of HP back with my bonus action. How far away from me is he? Oh, he's up right up in the mix. Okay. Yeah. He essentially, I'll say he made this attack as he was approaching you, kind of regaining ground. So he was maybe 15 feet away when he made this cone of coal. Love it. 15 feet away, I will use my lightning lore to try and pull him in. Uh, so I create a icy blue uh, lightning bolt and try and uh, aim it right at his heart and tug him into me. Okay. Do you, is, um, is there an attack or a save? Um, he 
has to succeed on a strength saving throw. Okay. 15. I'm one of Frigidich's strongest generals. Me and my brother are the best, and I rolled a two, so I fail. <laughs> All right, he is going to get pulled right up to me. Whoa. He's going to take a D8 of lightning damage. He takes three lightning damage, and then I'm going to use my war magic to take a weapon. Oh, wait, no, I use my bonus action. <laughs> I can't do that. So for now, you... All right, well, he's on top of me. He, You pull, as he tries to, like, tackle you, you kind of essentially, like push him off and lasso lightning whip around him as he stumbles away, like on his board, you reel him back in um, and he goes, oh fuck. Um, it is now the lair action. As you guys go into this final thing, roll a d6. And I will say this is the only time it won't let you roll a six. So okay. it's gonna be something. Okay, I'm holding him close face to face as I'm like, uh, you seem like you would hate somewhere where it was really hot. Maybe, I don't know why. I, do. I spend most of my time in Frigidich's cavern. She won't really let me in though. You know, she's got a lot of issues. Zola praying there's a magma river up ahead. One. <laughs> One. Wow. <laughs> Cutting through this icy snow, you begin to hear a rumbling noise from high up behind no. you. It, tur it turns out that a lot of the incredibly destructive actions and screaming <laughs> is disturbing a little snow. Um, you suddenly watch the snow near the peak suddenly shifts and dislodges. It begins to begin to slide down towards you, picking up speed and kicking up snow to become a full-blown avalanche. It rumbles down towards you with frightening speed. You just know that once it catches up, there is no outrunning it. That being said, you look ahead of you and see what looks to be that final cavern that you had noticed so far above. You're essentially a round away. So, we are gonna roll a d4. If you roll, you have already proven that rolling a one and a d4 is something you are prone to do. I'm good at it. This is the one time you do not want to roll a one. No, because, I, n I never want it. Yes. I, I do it, I do do it though. Okay, so you do do it, but this time I will say that maybe above <laughs> try all not times, to. try not to okay. of your best try not attempt. To die. Try not to you die. As always, it's a one. <laughs> I swear to God, I knew before I even looked at it. I was like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna roll a one. At this distance, I was like, that could be a four. That could be a four. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Yep. It picks up speed surprisingly fast, faster than you would expect. And What's that weird cloud, Erza? <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, and you suddenly see it kind of a wave of ice and snow bursts over the previous <laughs> encounter that you had. You look at it now, you see specks of what you imagine are kobolds getting carried along with it. Ah! It's just like, oh shit, turns toward you. Um, I'm gonna say that essentially it was roll a d4 and that's how many rounds it will take before it shows up. Mm -hmm. This is going to show up essentially as you are entering into this cavern. Okay. So I just need you to give me a dexterity saving throw to stay on your board yes. while you hurtle through this cavern. And I'm gonna say that because you have, oh, it's kind of hard here because you've lassoed this guy in. He's, he's like definitely kind of with me. Yeah. yeah, so. I mean, uh, if I survive, he's probably gonna survive unless I like throw him back. So I'll say that essentially here's what's gonna happen. You can either roll your save with disadvantage and he'll have That's to awesome. roll too. Yeah. yeah. Or you can be like, I will essentially be the save for both of us. I will take him with and, me. Yeah, you'll 
take him with you. All right, I'm gonna take him with me. <laughs> yes! Finally, seeing the air of your waves, I will stop here and I'll kill you, and then we can take your bodies back up. That's how I feel. I love a silent nod from across the table. 17. 17! Oh, it was a good silent nod! It's a good silent nod. Um, I add zero to those, so. <laughs> it seems as if all hope is lost as this wave of ice and snow comes down to crush upon you. Uh, Erza also rolls. Passes. As the two of you hurtle through this final, like, rocky cavern onto essentially just rock. Dry like, stone. Yeah, just like dry stone. It's like, oh, past the snow. Oh, we scrape our <laughs> knees so bad. Tumble, tumble, tumble. <laughs> I need you to give me another deck save just to see if you can land this um, as you hurdle in. You are not taking any damage, though, as the avalanche <laughs> thunders in and kind of follows you a little as you... <laughs> that skin. was so fun. I want to go snowboarding again. I can't wait to do this next time. Uh, Four. <laughs> You don't succeed in staying on your board, um, but both you and your dragonborn enemy who is attached to you are going to take nine damage as you crumple. And essentially, it's literally like the snow stops and you guys are maybe 10 feet in front of it, um, kind of lying in this 10 foot wide stone cavern that is dimly lit by a few crystals. The second that we are thrown onto our backs i want to try and scramble up and grapple him <laughs> okay um that was the lair action i'll say it's erza's turn okay. erza will give you the help action on a grapple so you she dies for him he gets another round in before you get to do but mm -hmm. why don't you give me your athletics check okay. with advantage great and i'm gonna use potentially my little bardic because i forgot i had that i'm gonna roll to see if he gets his dragon breath back he does not 28 28 is definitely going to do it. He gets one attack in before you manage to grapple. Okay. Um, so you take 10 damage um, as he like pulls out this blade and slices into your stomach as you try and like grapple him. You clutching the wound just like topple on top of him and Erza pins his shoulders. No, 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 no. Kill me, you cowards. Okay. Wow, that was easy. Yes, do it. Aha. Wait, Erza. What? Should we ask this guy anything about the <coughs> Lord? <laughs> you see that she is dangerously close. She's got the hammer. Like you yeah, turn. Yeah, no, no, the we're gonna, we're gonna kill the guy. We're, gonna kill we're going to kill him, right? But did you want to ask him any questions? You want to ask directions? Right. Looks down at him angrily. Left or right to a Nacris horde? <laughs> Left or right? I don't know. What is that? Uh, um, sorry. Um, okay. Listen. Be cool. I can give you directions if you take me with you. No. Okay, then no. I, I mean, you're, you're, I don't know. Could be heading the wrong way. Okay, Erza, kill him. No, 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 please, please, please. please. Uh, <laughs> Erza um, is like, all right, well. Um, uh, two attacks. Both of those hit. Zola said that like she was expecting for her to like pretend to hit him to try and get the information and then she just realizes that Erza took her at face value. <laughs> yep. Oh, I was gonna do like a good cop, bad cop kind of thing. Um, You're goes, not used to being the good cop. What? As her hammer <laughs> crashes into his chest, caving it in, he's like, oh! Um, has one hit point left. <laughs> mm. He goes, oh, fuck! And he goes, I look down oh, at him. wow, I thought I would really kill him. Ooh, that's gruesome. Life lesson. There are no good cops. That's a good life lesson. <laughs> Takes his sword and is like, I will avenge myself. 
Um, it is going to try and take two attacks on you. <laughs> oh, actually, I'm going to roll a d6, see if he gets his breath weapon back. And he does get his breath weapon Come back. Come on. As you're pinning him down, he just goes... <laughs> and blows a blast Fuck. of cold energy. Give me a constitution saving throw. God damn it, I should have swung harder. You want to know what I rolled? Tell me. A nat one. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, I, well, I'm on top of him. Of course, I, makes, I don't you, even notice. I'm like, this guy's got terrible fucking breath. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> oh um, no, it's a weapon. It's a breath oh weapon. Oh no, it's a breath weapon. Oh fuck, yes, it's a breath weapon. Okay, it was a DC 15. Erza does pass, actually. Thank God for her. But you both Love take... <laughs> Love that for her. My DMPC is getting out unscathed. Don't you worry, everyone. Hey, I'm I'm just now at about half hit points. So. Okay. 22 damage to you uh, and 11 to Erza. It's like stepping outside in sub-zero temperatures and all the moisture on your face is like frozen solid. So you're just like, Argh! as he kind of goes, get out of me, and tries to like crawl away. I just chill touch him to death. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he's got one hit point, and he's <laughs> lying there, and he's prone, and you would have advantage. So I can't imagine a world where you don't kill him. It's a cold world, and I've heard the afterlife's pretty cold, too. Perfect. Just like frigid is foretold. As your bony, kind of icy, necrotic hand crushes his windpipe, and he dies. I actually really liked snowboarding. Honestly... It is one of the best dwarven inventions. Is the avalanche usually part of it? You know, no, but it was fun, right? Yeah. Honestly, if it was something that you could, I guess maybe a magic user could, if you could redo that, that would be a really fun course to run where it's like, oh no, at the very end, there's an avalanche. Like, that might be cool. Another one of our pitches. Oh, yes. You want to help me go through this guy's stuff? Yes, definitely. You guys, uh, in no time, you search through his things. He has a plus one uh, great sword. He's wearing kind of icy blue armor, bearing the sigil of the chromatics, which you see is basically six dragon heads all roaring upwards within a circle um, and printed into the armor. Oh, we could maybe use this to potentially get into the horde or something. Yeah, I mean, I would never put on anything made by dragons, but if uh, 100%, um, we should take it, and if you want to use this as... You don't think that would fit nice in the story that you're going to tell everyone about how you snuck into the horde, and that you pretend to be one of the evil betrayers, and then from the inside, you know, you take them down and steal their most, you know, vulnerable artifact? I do think that taking it with us is a good idea. I okay. just, you know, I'm, I... It was, maybe by the time we get there, I'll feel more comfortable doing it. Everyone's a skeptic, Erza. <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, so uh, you search through, you find no gold, okay. no silver, no copper, no other forms of wealth of any kind. This creature literally carried essentially what you gather is like some rations mm-hmm. um, and then all of this incredible armor. Um, all right, I give his rations to Stilton. I just, <laughs> just eating them. Um, it's still frozen fur, just like literally looks like he has uh, frosted tips. So if Anacra's whole deal is greed... What's Frigidich's whole deal? Just being harsh? She's harsh as people's vibes? <sighs> yeah, well, she... She is cruel. She is greedy as well in the way that all dragons are, but Anakra is more calculating, if that makes sense. She is a being of emotion and instinct, and she would sacrifice wealth for the sake of a grudge, whereas I don't think Anakra would do that. Rumor has it she 
is a bit of a loner. She mostly stays by herself. Introvert. Introvert, maybe. Very, very angry introvert, perhaps. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything you want to do before you guys, you know, find make camp and settle down for the evening? Uh, no, I guess I'm probably just looking to... Um, I tell Erza that I'm pretty hurt and, you know, close to out of spells and I need to rest before I can go any further. She puts a hand on you and she goes, I, I can hear you a little bit. Um, and as she does, something else happens as well. Oh. She guesses me. She guesses me. <laughs> wow, <laughs> forward as fuck. She's way too old for you. I was not picking up the vibe. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I, oh, I have so many feelings built up over all these days. <laughs> all those awkward conversations. It's the dome. <laughs> it's the dome. Whatever happens in the dome. Um, no, she does not kiss you. Um, she... Puts a hand on your shoulder and casts Cure Wounds on you. 11 hit points back. And then she, as she does this, you feel kind of a surge of magical energy within you. And you regain a third level spell slot or lower. You choose. Oh, oh fun. Whoa, what was that? She kind of like flinches too. And you see there's like an arcane like rainbow crackle around her hand. Just some really good healing magic. You feel I'm, better? I grab her hand and pull it so that I can see it. This is like what I see in my brain when I when I'm like taking a rest and I want to get a little bit of magic back. Like you kind of like eat a magical energy bar in your brain and I see this. Ah. Uh, you just gave me back some of my magic for the day. How did you do that? Uh give me an insight check. Okay. I, I you know, I, I don't think I did. You must be, it's just healing. Nine. I'll give you advantage because still it is here as well. Okay. And I think at this point, the DC isn't as high because you've grown a little mm-hmm. distrustful and you know what happened to her, so. 12. 12. It's the same kind of situation with those moats. Probably with the shadowy tendrils as well, though you haven't confronted her on it. She did not mean to do that. Um, you know, it's, it's nothing. I, uh, you kind of see there's a little panic in her eyes and still in kind of crosses his little weasel arms and gives her that, like, stop bullshitting us look. You know, you don't have to talk to me if you don't want, because I'm just a teen, but um, it kind of seems like something's going on with your magic, and I think I might know something about it. She goes from looking at her hand to looking up at you. What? We should... We, we should find a spot for the dome because it's just a long story and I don't want you know another avalanche or right um, she kind of pulls her hand back from you follow me uh, she heads into the darkness of the tunnel I follow you follow heading towards what is no doubt going to be a very uncomfortable conversation and that is where we're going to end our session today Oh, that one was Davey. so fun. Ooh, I'm, I'm like sweating a little bit. There was so much action going on. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for letting me snowboard, Noah. Oh my God. Any chance to put a mini game into D&D. That D&D, was sick. I love 5e, but the best thing about it is how it gives you the freedom to be like, I'm going to abandon the system and create a new system mm-hmm. within it. Um, so again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you especially to our Eldritch patrons. If you would like to become an Eldritch patron, come on, you know it. You know it www.patreon.com slash try not to die baby you know it by heart you don't even need the www so feel free to check that out we haven't 
yet recorded the content search for January as of recording this, but this is going to come out in like February. So there's a new It'll content search. <laughs> there's probably a new one coming out very, very soon. Jump in now and you're going to get all the benefits of both of those in the same month. And if you have time, wherever you're listening to this, if it's on Spotify, you can rate podcasts on Spotify now. So go ahead and give us, you know, whatever rating you honestly think that we deserve. I'm just saying right now we have a five-star rating, but if you want to ruin that, if you want to come in and crush my heart and make me cry, teen teen tears, do it. And here's the thing, guys. If you're doing it because of me, I won't even know because Lisa's the one who reads all the analytics because it would make me too sad. So <laughs> <laughs> you will just be hurting Our analytics Lisa. are very sad. <laughs> <laughs> Tragic even. No, um, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Definitely give us a rating. Tell your friends. Things are heating up, gang. And we're on our way to our 69th episode. I mean, Ooh. what a great time to join. Join before 69. Um, wow, that's our new motto. New motto. Join before 69. I can't wait for the hashtag. Um, any other plugs? I mean, you know our socials at this point, everyone. That's the one. Spark plug. Spark plug. Other um, plugs. Other plugs. A I guess, plug who deals weed. Yeah, a plug who deals weed. Your vaccine plug. If you haven't gotten your booster yet and you're eligible, go get, get your booster. Meet, your, meet up with your plug. Meet yeah. up your Text your plug. plug. <laughs> hey, hey, you up? I need a, I need a booster. Um, and until next time, try not to die. All hail our eldritch patrons. Especially Anita, Ashley, Becca B, Colleen, Eclair, Elana, Emily, Jacob, James, Kate, Leo, May, Morgan, Nat, Nicola, Paige, Roni, Sahara, and of course, our producer Patty, Patrick Bronstetter, and producer Daddies, Becca Mount and Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die. Thank <laughs> you.